So last time we did fight a good fight of faith. Now we're going to talk about appropriating faith. Appropriating faith. That's what we're going to talk about. You see, because we have to, uh, 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 when we say that when we believe God, then the faith of God in us is activated. Because the faith we have is not our faith. It's the faith of God in us. And uh, let me read Galatians chapter 2, just to make sure that we are all on the same page on this. Galatians chapter 2. And uh, I want to... I want to... Uh, I want to read that from verse 20. He says, Paul speaking by the Holy Spirit, reading the King James, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So, Paul said he was living by the faith of the Son of God who lived in him. We live by faith, the faith of the Son of God who lives in us. So we do not have our own faith. It is the faith of the Son of God. So the faith we have is God's faith in us. And we spend quite uh, some time and teaching about learning about believing God. And it is when we believe God that the faith of God in us is activated. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we've, in the church, we talk a lot about faith, but we don't seem to talk much about believing. Well, yet believing is the other side of the coin of faith. So you have a two-sided uh, coin, faith, and, uh, and believe, or believe and faith. You you believe for your faith to be active, faith of God in you to be activated. Mm -hmm. And so tonight, what we want to do is spend a little time looking at this word faith and how to appropriate it. And uh, Hebrews chapter one, and we see that uh, in verse uh, uh, verse one to three. Now faith is the assurance in the Amplified, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for. What did you do? Of the things we hope for being the proof of things we, we do not see and the confusion of the reality. Faith perceives as real for what is not revealed to the senses. For by faith, trust and holy favor, men of old, Men of old had divine testimony born to them and obtained a good report. Mm -hmm. By faith, we understand the walls during the Southern Ages were framed, fashioned, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God, so that what we see was not made out of the things which are visible. Of course, if you read King James, it says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Mm -hmm. 
Now I want to read from the Passion Bible. I want to read from the Passion Bible and give us so that we can see uh, a paraphrase here. Now faith is the, sorry. It says, now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. Let me read that again. Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. He said faith is the evidence required to prove that which is still unseen. That's interesting. Let me read that again. Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes a foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. Faith brings our hope into reality. It says faith also is a foundation we need to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. This is interesting. The testimony of faith is what previous generations were command, commended for. Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to what to all that is seen. Now, if you take this and it says here, now faith brings our hopes into reality. Faith brings our hope into reality. Think about that. And it says, it, it is a foundation, it becomes a foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. And it is what gives evidence required to prove what is still unseen. Now, what is unseen, as far as God is concerned, is seen in the word, in his word. Mm. What is unseen, as far as God is concerned, is seen in, the, in his word. Amen. So then, he says, because it says faith brings our hopes into reality, it is a foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. Now, as far as God is concerned, you cannot get anything from him without his word. So the word is the foundation that we need to acquire the things we long for. Amen. The word is what gives evidence to what is still unseen. Amen. Because the word carries that which is unseen that you expect to, to see. All right, put it another way. You expect a miracle and you are standing on the word for something. All right, so you're going for an interview. You're looking for favor. You activate the word on favor. It says in Proverbs 21 verse 1 that the heart of a king is in the hands of the Lord and, and he turns it as water causes whichever way he pleases. And so you tell God, turn the heart of the people interviewing you to favor you. Favor is in that word. And you act on that word, you believe it, faith comes alive, you see the glory of God. Amen. Now, the word substance in Hebrews 11.1 1 is translated from the word hypostasis, which means substance, it means person. Now, even foundation as is used here. Now, in Hebrews 1.3, it says that Jesus is the express image of the person of the Father. 
Hebrews 1, 3, the word person there is saying what kind of substance in Hebrews 11, 1. And so many years ago, the Lord said to me, I wanted to read it this way. Now, faith is the word of God of things so far. Faith is the word of God of things so far. Now, the word, we'll come to that a little bit more. Faith is the word. So if I have the word for something, I have faith for it. Because, you see, it says here that faith, or am I now saying now, the word brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation we need to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. The word is the evidence that we need to prove that which is not unseen. Because if we believe it, then we will see it. If we believe it, then we'll see it. <clears throat> you see, the, 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 the hope there is not just wishing, it's an expectation of good. An expectation of good. So faith is the word of God of things we have an expectation of good for. The evidence of things not seen with our physical senses. But once we believe it, it will manifest because once we believe it, our faith is activated. Your faith lies dormant until you believe God. You cannot say you believe God and disagree with him. So when you agree with God, that means you believe God. Then your faith comes alive. Now, I talk about, it says, you know, the, the word, faith is the word of God, of things so forth. The word there is rema, rema word, the quickened word. You see, because uh, if we go to Romans chapter 10, Romans chapter 10, and we read the, we read verse 17 there, in Romans chapter 10, he says, but thank God, oh, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong chapter. Romans 10, 17, it says, so faith comes by hearing. Now the word comes is not even, it's not, it's not, it's not in the, in the Greek, it is added by translators. If you look at King James, it is, is in italics. So really the real reading would be faith is by hearing. Faith by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, when you look at the, you look, you check out the word here, it is hearing in the inner or a spiritual hearing. That is, you hear it on the inside, not from the outside. And you say, how do you know? How, how can you explain that? Now, we all listen to the same message. And the Holy Spirit will take the word as, you know, I speak, minister to you. And you can come and say, this is what I picked up. Yeah, I'm, say, this is what I picked up. Because the Holy Spirit is the one that imparts faith. Mm -hmm. Okay? Even though you hear on the outside, but the Holy Spirit is going to quicken that word to you. And you say, okay, I, I see it. I get it. Equally, when you pick the word and study and meditate upon the word, you find that you get to the point where that word speaks to you, as I normally would, would say. Mm -hmm. That is... You say, I can see what is, I never saw that like that before. Well, the Holy Spirit just, just you know, illuminate your spirit. And now 
you're able to see what you never saw before. And so once you see it, you take hold of it, and the rest is history. Amen? Amen. You see, because it is not just that you're hearing from the outside. It is, you see, the word, uh, I think uh, David says, deep calls unto the deep. The word that you hear is connecting with the Spirit of God inside you. The Spirit of God ministers that word back to you. We know exactly what he wants you to have or to, to, to receive. And you pick that up and don't let go of it. You see, once you see that word or once you, you hear the word, you get that revelation. Act, do what the word says. Do what that word says. Because at that point is your miracle moment. Amen. Once you have a revelation, that's what we call revelation. I see. Oh, I hear this. Oh, I, I see what I never saw before. Once you have that, then act on what you have received. Act on that revelation. When revelation comes, the anointing. You don't have a revelation without an anointing to, for, without God's anointing to do what God said would, the word would do. So the word that is quickened to you, which is a Rema word, comes with an anointing. So when you act on that word, you will see God's glory. Amen. When you act on that word, you will see you will see the glory of God manifested because you are connecting with power from on high. You're connecting with the Holy Spirit. You are right in the moment of miracle working power. You're right in the moment of God's manifested glory. So when you act on that word, you will see God's glory. Amen. You act on that word, you will see God's glory. Amen. Amen. Now, <clears throat> you see, sometimes uh, uh, you say, well, I've been standing on this word and then, you know, I don't seem to see what the word says. Well, I think we have to be, be clear with ourselves. The Bible says God is not a man that he should lie. Mm -hmm. Numbers 23, 19. So the question is, if I'm standing on the word and not seeing God's glory, am I really standing? Am I really standing? Or I am standing and I'm wavering because of what I see. Am I really standing or I'm standing and at the same time, you know, wavering? Because we have to be honest with ourselves. If God doesn't lie, then if we don't if we don't believe that when we, we are lying to ourselves. I mean it's as simple as that. You know, Galatians 3 5 says this. Galatians 3 5. He therefore that ministers to you the spirit and works miracles among you, does it do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? The miracles are by the hearing of faith. Miracles are by the hearing of faith. That's what uh, God does miracles by. In fact, let me read the uh, uh, Moffat's translation of the Bible. He has an interesting rendition of that, of that verse. 
he says this. When he supplies you with the, with the, with the spirit and works miracles among you, is it because you do you do you do the law commands or because you believe the gospel message? You see, we have to believe the word to see the glory of God. You must believe the word to see the glory of God. In other words, you cannot say, I have a miracle without believing. You have to agree with God. Okay? And the Bible says of Abraham, God preached the gospel to him in Galatians 3 before time. He says, in him, all nations of the earth will bless. Now, because most times, you know, I don't know about you, but I used to think when you talk about gospel, okay, good news on the New Testament. That was Old Testament. But then he says he preached the gospel in the Old Testament. And the gospel is the good news God gives you. The reward of glad tidings, whenever you receive a word from the Lord, that's the gospel to you. Amen. He said that he preached the gospel to Abraham ahead of time. He gave Abraham a prophetic word. I promise a prophetic word, you may call it. I call it a sure word of prophecy. That in him, all the nations of the earth be blessed. And so, Abraham believed that. And God wants it to be with us as it was with Abraham. He wants it to be with us as it was with Abraham. Why was it with Abraham? Abraham believed the word. And therefore, he had faith. Abraham believed the word. Therefore, he had faith. You can't say I have faith for a miracle that you don't believe God for. You don't believe the word for it. God does everything by giving us his word, which is a carrier of his faith. For us to hold on to. And for him to fulfill. He does nothing outside of his word. God does nothing outside of his word. So he gives you a word to take you from point A to point B. You have to hold on to that word until you get to point B. You know, Peter in Matthew 14, when he saw Jesus, from verse 20, somewhere down there, walking on the water, he said, Master, if it is you, bid me come. And so Jesus said, come. Peter did not step out of the boat until he heard the master say what? Come. Because that word was what carried him, you know, from the boat on that water. The moment his eyes were off the word, his eyes were on the waves. And once his eyes were on the waves, he began to sink. The word is the base of our faith. The word is a carrier of our faith. The word is a carrier of our hope. Because our hope is a miracle we expect is in that very word we're standing for, for a miracle. And so, talking about appropriating faith then, to appropriate something is to claim something as an exclusive, what is exclusively yours. So when God gives us a word, he wants us to make that word, claim it as if it's your, it is your exclusive property. Hold on to it. Don't let go of it. 
hold on to it, don't let go of it. Because when you hold on to it, you will see the glory of God. Amen. You know, I'm reminded of a, a testimony someone gave me in the his fellowship. said, when I taught some time ago uh, 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 on, on giving, and I said, you know, Elijah said to the woman, the widow woman, what do you have in your house? What do you have in your house? He said, that one kept ringing and a spirit man wouldn't go, wouldn't, wouldn't, you know. She, so finally he said, okay, I got to find out what do I have? What do I have? What? Immediately, the spirit of God directed the person to what Ben had in the house and acted as the spirit of God said to act. God blessed, you know, a person tremendously. Why? Because when you hold on to the word, it will produce. Amen. When you hold on to the word, we will do what it will produce. He said, I am alert and active, watching over my word to perform it. Jeremiah 1 12 in, in the Amplified Bible, I like the Amplified. He said, I am alert and active. I am ready, watching over my word to perform it. Ready, alert, and active. So I'm ready to, 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 to sprint into action. So once that we take hold of that word in our spirit mind, God is ready to spring into action to, for, to perform that word in our lives. Amen? Amen. And so we cannot say, I'm holding on to the word and the word doesn't produce. I mean, uh, you know, earlier this week, let me try to attack my body. And... Uh, I, 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 I laid hold of uh, two scriptures and I almost, 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 it almost became a song. You know, I kept repeating those words over and over, over and over, over and over. And of course, it looked like nothing was going to change. But I can testify that it's changed. Hallelujah. And God raised me up. Hallelujah. He didn't let the enemy have his way. Hallelujah. You know, I, I, I latch on to Deuteronomy 28, 61, that says that every sickness is a curse of a law. Mm. I say it this way, every, you know, sickness, I mentioned sickness is a curse of a law. And Christ redeemed me, Galatians 3, 13, from the curse of a law. Therefore, I'm free from whatever enemy tried to put on me. Amen. And so I kept on speaking. Well, I told myself, I said, I know this word works. I said, I know this thing, so I'm going to keep speaking this word. I'm not going to get my eyes off it. I'm going to go keep speaking. I'm going to, I'm going to, I can speak other words that have been confirmed, but now, right now I want to focus on this because this cannot continue. Amen. See, because the word works. Yes. Now, what is, what is it about, let me just kind of digress a little bit about confessing the word. When we confess the word, sometimes we are not there. In other words, we haven't put ourselves where we see ourselves with a miracle. Mm -hmm. And so confession is to bring us to that place of seeing ourselves with the word, with a miracle. Mm -hmm. Confession is to bring us to that place because once we get to that place that we can see ourselves with what God says, our spirit man has taken hold of what God has been trying to get across to us. And then the miracle manifests. Amen. You see, we determine, you know, 
I, I, I heard the Lord say this to me. You determine the rate of a manifestation of a miracle. We determine the rate at which our miracles manifest. We determine the rate at which our miracles manifest. And he said, don't let symptoms drive you. You drive symptoms. You, drive, you, you are in charge. You tell, you tell the symptoms where to go. So if we are in charge of the rate of manifestation of the miracles, then what determines that rate is how fast we get to the place where we can see ourselves with the miracle. And that is where our spirit has taken hold. Faith has come, our faith has come alive. The faith of God in us has come alive because now we see ourselves with what God says. We have agreed with God that this thing is got to be. In other words, what I am facing is not greater than God. The challenges I'm facing is not greater than my God. Because the enemy tells, wants to tell us that what we face is more than what God can give us victory over. What we face is not greater than our God. What we face, Romans chapter, Romans chapter, chapter four. What we face is not greater than our God. So in Romans chapter four, we want to go there from verse, uh, from verse, from verse, uh, 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 We look at verse, um, verse 12 first and foremost. No, I think I'm going to skip Romans right now. Let me, let's go to Jonah chapter 2. Jonah, the book of Jonah chapter 2. Jonah chapter 2. And I think I'll come back to Romans next week. I don't want, I, I don't want to run. Because if I run... I say I finished, but then I didn't do a good job with what the Lord wanted me to do. Jonah chapter 2. Let's go to the book of Jonah chapter 2 and let's see for ourselves what circumstance, circumstance can make, uh, can do sometimes. Now, we all know the story of Jonah that he was thrown, you know, because of his rebellion, he was thrown into the, into the, uh, into the ocean and uh, because he wouldn't you know he thought he, he thought he knew what what to do and of course it wasn't funny you can't get swallowed by a big fish and you breathe inside a big fish so i'm going to read from verse 4 or maybe from verse 34 he said you cast me into the deep in the middle of the seas and the floods Come past me about all your billows and your waves pass over me. Then I said, I'm cast out of your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The waters come past me about, even to the soul. The depth closed me round about. The weeds were wrapped about my head. I went down to the bottom, bottoms of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me forever. It was shut out. Yet you have brought up my life from corruption. 
oh Lord my God, when my soul fainted within me, when it was about to pass out, I remember the Lord and my prayer came into you, into your temple. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice you with a voice of thanksgiving. I will pray that which I vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. And the Lord spoke to the fish and informed our Jonah on dry ground. Now, Jonah said that what he faced was a lying vanity. Lying vanity is something that is transitory. Now, think about this. Jonah is in the belly of a big fish. Now, and Jonah said, this, I'm not going to take this. This is temporary. It's a lie. Why I use the word lie, you know, is because a lie does not last. A lie is not the truth. The truth stands forever. A lie is only temporary. Somebody can lie all he wants and think that, okay, I have people, you know, you know following me because of my lies, but if we found out, Amen. the truth is never hidden. Jonah said, what he faced, he called it a lying vanish. He said, this is only temporary. Why? Because if, I, if I'm focused on what is temporary, I will forsake my mercy. I will forsake God's mercy. Amplify it for forsake the source of mercy. We'll forget the source of mercy. He said, if I focus on my circumstance, then I will forget the God who is merciful enough to deliver me. Because I will forsake the mercy of God. I, I, therefore, he cannot deliver me because I did not look up to him. I was looking up to the circumstance. And the circumstance seemed overwhelming. In fact, it didn't seem overwhelming. It was overwhelming. You couldn't be worse than that. No hope of life. Jonah said, when my soul was fainting within me, I remembered. I remembered the Lord. I remembered the Lord. We have to remember the Lord. Because when we remember the Lord, the Lord remembers us. Jonah said, I remembered the Lord. Amen. When you remember him, he remembers you. Amen. The message is, don't let circumstance, which is transitory, don't let whatever enemy throws at you, it is not permanent. If it didn't come from God, it is not permanent. Amen. If it didn't come from God, it is not permanent. Don't let what you face that is temporary to become permanent by you observing the lies of the enemy and forsaking the, you know, the mercy of God, forsaking to turn to God. You see, Jonah said, I cried out to God. I remember the Lord. And what happens is when you when the enemy attacks you, especially, you know, whatever it may be, the body or whatever, first thing is he wants you to take your eyes off the word. Because the word, remember, is a source of our faith. The word is the base of our faith. The word is a carrier, is 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 a carrier of our faith. The word is a carrier of our hope. So now he says, I don't want you to 
no, you are too sick, you are too, you know, you're too tired, or you you're too worn out to turn to the wood. What is he saying? Forsake the source of your mercy. Forsake the source of your mercy. Now you will do it tomorrow. Now tomorrow might be too late. The next moment may be too late. He's trying to take you out. He's trying to knock you out. If he's not taking you out, he wants to knock you out, give you a, a serious punch so he cannot stand up. But God is saying, take a cue from Jenna. Mm -hmm. You couldn't have been in a worse place than he was. You couldn't have been in a worse place than he was. Mm -hmm. But he said, I'm not going to forget the one who made me. I may have been in rebellion, but I said, Lord, have mercy on me because when I come out, the vow is to go preach. I'm going to do what he said. Amen. If a prophet rebelled against God and was thrown into the fish's belly and cried out, you think God is not going to hear you? He says, don't let what you face which the enemy is trying to make so big before you, be so big that you forget the one who can deliver you. Amen. Don't let what is temporary become something the enemy is trying to tell is permanent. No, nothing comes from Satan that is permanent. Amen. Nothing comes from Satan that is permanent. Don't let what is temporary become permanent. Don't give the life and the oxygen that the enemy wants. I have a 24, 20, 20, 24, 48-hour rule. By 48 hours, I have to be up. Because if, you know, so I said to myself, no, this is 24 hours, this, it has to stop. Don't let what is temporary become permanent. Mm -hmm. Don't give the enemy what he wants. Mm -hmm. He's going to magnify that situation and tell you and remind you of everything else, but you know, because he never has told the truth. For you to forget how far God has brought you, to forget the fact that no matter what he has tried, God has always brought you through. Mm -hmm. To forget the fact that no matter what, you're always coming out on top. Mm -hmm. That when, uh, listen, listen. When you call out, he, God is always there to help. Mm -hmm. Nobody sings with Jesus. Peter was about to sing. He said, Lord, save me. Jesus saved him. Mm -hmm. You cannot sing because you have Jesus. You cannot sing because you have Jesus. Nobody sings with the Lord. God cannot let me sing because he's my salvation. Amen. He's my savior. Jesus is my savior. He is our strength and our salvation. He cannot let us sing. Lord, save me. When you cry out, he will save you. What we are saying is, don't let circumstance be, be you know, don't let enemy use circumstance overwhelm you and tell you this cannot change. It's taking so long. No, with God, it does not matter how long it's been. Amen. It's never too late without God. Amen. 
Lazarus was dead for four days. I'm telling you, he was dead for four days. But Jesus said, if you believe me, you will see my glory. You will see the glory of God. You see, when we believe him, our faith comes alive. And when our faith comes alive, we must, of necessity, see the glory of God. God is unwilling to abandon us. Just remember, there is nothing that God cannot do to bring you out. What God cannot do, the good that God cannot do does not exist. Amen. The good that God cannot do does not exist. Amen. The good that God cannot do does not exist. You are God's own special possession. Amen. Therefore, he cannot abandon you. Amen. Hold on to the word. The word will produce in your life. Amen. The first time I came to the Lord, and I'm close with this testimony, and <clears throat> I could hardly stay in an air-conditioned room. I'm sneezing all over the place, and my eyes read everything out. And I read Hedgen's testimony of, of the fact that he, you know, he acted on Mark 11:24, began to confess the word. So I began to speak by stripes. I'm healed, and I didn't know that. The healing had taken place. I, I, started, I saw myself drinking ice water with ice blocks. I said, wow. That's when I, I recognized I was healed. Mm. The word works. Amen. Hold on to it. Don't let go. Yeah. Why I focus on this? Anything that has to do with God, it has to tie back to his word. When you have the word that covers your case, the enemy cannot talk you out of it. Go to it morning and evening at least and look and remind yourself, this is what the word says about me. Speak it out, declare it, speak it with your mouth, declare it, sing with it if you have to, give thanks with it. This word must surely come to pass. Amen. God cannot lie. His word must surely come to pass. It must come to pass because it's not a man. Our God cannot Lie, his word must surely come to pass. It must come to pass because he's not a man. Gio, Giova, 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 Gio, Giova. Our God cannot lie. His word must surely come to pass. Amen. Hold it before him. Put it before him. Declare it. The word will produce life. The word will produce healing. Amen. The word will, will, will provide provision. The word will do what God said he would do. Amen. Whatever is spoken to you, he is the one. Who brings it to pass. Amen. Remember, he's a covenant keeper. Amen. He keeps his word. He's not a man that he should lie. Not as a son of man that he should repent. Has he said it? And has he not do it? Has he spoken? Has he not made it good? Everything God has said to you is not something he's about to bring to pass now. It's something he's already written. Amen. Already ordained for you. 
and he wants to manifest in your life. That's why I told you about it. So you can hold it and put it before you and remind yourself so that when the enemy wants to come and steal your miracle, you say, no, I have a sure word of prophecy. Remind yourself of that word. It will come to pass. Father, I thank you. I praise you. I worship you. I thank you, Lord God Almighty, for your word this day. I thank you for enabling me to share what simply as you as you gave me. Lord, I thank you as we act upon your word, we'll see your glory. Remember that word that God spoke to you. Remember the word I spoke to you. Remember the promise you're standing for your miracle. Lift it up and give thanks to him because he's faithful. That sure word of prophecy that comes that 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 is given you. That you have a word to back to back what he has told you. Remind, give, lift it up to him in thanksgiving, because our God is a covenant keeper. He has said it, and he's made it good. That which is spoken, which is already ordained, he wants to manifest. That's why I say it's already finished. He wants to manifest in your life. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Mama sakanda rama korobo se karabakina makanda. Merebo korobo se karabakina makanda rama korobo soto. Mama Sakanda Rama Korobo Seke. Merebo Korobo Seke, Araba Kena Makanda. Satan, the blood is against you. In the name of Jesus, I bind you. Take your hands off that which is ours. Yes, take your hands off that job you've been holding down. In the name of Jesus, I command you lose it right now. I release it. Minister, take that job to my brother. Take that job to my sister right now in the name of Jesus. Mama Sakanda Rama Korobo Seke. Merebo korobo se karaba kina makanda. Meme sekende rebo korobo seke. Mama sakanda rama korobo se karaba kina makanda. Meme sekende remo korobo seke. Mama sakaraba seke na masoto. Yende remo korobo se karaba kina makanda. Merebo korobo seke masakana masombo sekina maha. Meme sekena masoto mo seke rabaha. Merebo korobo se karaba kina makanda. Meme sekende rebo korobo seke. Maraba korobo seke. Mama sakanda. Mama sakanda. Ramama sekina makorobo seke. Meme sekena makondo robo seke. Hallelujah. God sent the ravens to feed Elijah. Ravens cannot, you know, in a natural, you don't expect ravens, you don't expect vultures to take food to somebody. Uh, the ravens are coming. Help is coming from where you least expected. God is sending you help from where you least expected. I said, God is sending you help from where you least expected. I hear the ravens are coming. The ravens took food to Elijah. I hear the ravens are coming. Help is coming from where you least expected. Mama Sakanda Rama Korobo Seke. Maraba Korobo Seke Rabakina Makanda. You got to receive it and expect it. Help is coming from where you least expected. Mama Sakanda Masaka. Maraba Korobo Seke Rabakina Makanda. Ye Mama Sakanda Rebo Korobo Seke. Maraba korobo se karabakina makanda na makorobo soto. Yemu makanda na makorobo se karabakina makanda. Yendere mokorobo seke. Maraba korobo se karabakina makanda. Ah, thank you, Lord. Lord, we receive your help. We receive your help. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you open our eyes to recognize the help you're sending us. You open our eyes, O oh Lord, to recognize the help you're sending us. Ah, thank you, Lord God Almighty. We receive that help. We receive the help you're sending us. We receive it right now. 
We receive it right now. In yes, the name thank of you, Jesus. Father. Mama Sakana Masoto. Brene Mokondo Mama Sakara Baseke. Merebo Kondorobo Seke. Rava Kina Makanda. Rama Sekanda Rebo Korobo Seke. Help is coming from where you least expected. Mama Sakana Baseke. Merebo Korobo Seke. Ravaka. Mama Sakana Masoto. Rebobo Sekena Makanda. Rebobo Sekena Maha. Merebo Korobo Seke. Rava Kina Makanda. Thank you, Lord. Receive your help, Lord. Receive your help, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I receive. In the Ramondos, I receive your help, Lord. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your Thank you for your help. Thank you for your restoration. We praise you. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you. Thank you. Praise you. Praise also. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We praise you, Father. We worship you. Thank you, Lord, for what we have received that which you've given to us. Amen. We thank you for supernatural help from where we least expect. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. Amen. Thank you for the miracles you wrote, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So in the name Thank of Jesus, I plead and apply blood Jesus over each and every one of us. Amen. Over every member of our family that covered the blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus for us. Blood of Jesus. Amen. Over our homes, our workplaces are covered the blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. Blood that surrounds us, the pressure of evil. 
Amen. Come and kill them with the blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. Bless us and keep us. Amen. Be gracious unto us. The Lord Amen. Jesus, peace, now even forever in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.